Welcome back to the Jim Leach Show. It is an honor to welcome our next guest to the program. He is a head and neck surgeon at Northwestern's Feinberg School of Medicine, as well as being a facial plastic surgeon and reconstructive surgeon at Northwestern Medicine. And he is the president of the Illinois State Medical Society. In fact, he just wrapped up a surgery uh, and is now unwinding by chatting with us live this afternoon. Dr. Regan Thomas joins us. And, Doctor, thank you again so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it, and welcome to the program. Well, Jim, thank you uh, for the invitation. I'm genuinely enjoying the opportunity here. I often listen to you in my car, and so it's fun to be on the opposite end of things here. And and uh, making the broadcast as opposed to just listening to it. Well, it's great to hear that. I appreciate that. And we want to talk about a a lot of issues that are impacting the practice of medicine here in Illinois right now. But first and foremost among those, obviously, uh, is the pandemic. Before I get to that, though, just in case listeners are are not familiar with it, can you explain uh, what is the Illinois State Medical Society and what role does your organization play? So the Illinois State Medical Society, as the name implies, is a statewide organization that uh, physicians of all specialties uh, can belong to. It has to do with a number of areas that are important to those physicians, that including medical education opportunities and so on, uh, social interaction and, and getting together and comparing notes. But also importantly, and what we'll be discussing here, it helps uh, represent the physicians and indeed their patients uh, in regulatory and legislative issues. This has been a very busy year in terms of Uh, health-related and uh, practice-related regulatory issues through the legislature and very active uh, group of uh, senators and representatives, as well as the governor has paid a lot of attention to it, and a number of things uh, have occurred in that uh, regard. So the organization helps uh, to uh, present these issues to those uh, legislators and so on on behalf of the physicians and indeed their patients, and it provides a number of other activities for them. But it's the statewide professional organization and known as the Illinois State Medical Society. We'll talk about some of those new laws on the books here in just moments, but let's start with the with the pandemic. Uh, and we continue to hear from all over the country stories of doctors and, and other medical professionals who are being stretched to the breaking point because of the latest surge in COVID cases. And we've also heard some pretty concerning, concerning numbers about ICU bed availability here in central Illinois and southern Illinois. What are you hearing right now from your members, particularly in our area, but really all over the state about the the strain they're facing right now? Well, there is a strain, and not certainly not just on physicians. Uh, everyone is so busy taking care of what has been so many sick individuals related to this and helping them, as well as in providing preventative care, which we'll talk about in a moment here, uh, things that you should be doing, getting your shots and so on. But it has put all of the, uh, the medical treatment uh, world, you know, on edge in terms of time and, and how much... Uh, uh, time of their day and th- that they need to put in and to help with those folks and uh, filling up the hospitals and beds and so on. It uh, depends a bit uh, perhaps on uh, certain specialties are more busy than others, but certainly hospital-based groups uh, have been very busy and feeling the strain and of the hard work and concern about their patients and, and so on. So it, it has had an impact on everyone. Uh, I would, on the other hand, say that I think we can be very proud of the job everyone has done, really nationwide, but certainly here in Illinois, uh, you know, we have done a great job of controlling the numbers, providing that uh, 
uh, appropriate care in terms of providing shots and so on, and for those sick individuals providing the appropriate care. It's filled up the hospitals, you know, here at Northwestern and uh, where I work. Uh, we had a period where we had to back off of, you know, as a surgeon, elective surgeries, uh, you know, not taking up bed space and, and uh, the care of nurses and, and other professionals here to take care of those sick individuals. We've handled that really relatively well, and although there's still that area that we need to watch very closely, I think Illinois has done a very good job. And if you look at that, uh, you know, those aspects uh, compared to other states, I think we can be pretty proud of uh, what has happened here in Illinois. Uh, the governor recently uh, announced a vaccination mandate for health care providers around the state, either get vaccinated or submit to regular COVID testing. Now, they announced late today that the implementation data that's been pushed back for a couple of weeks. Uh, what's yours in the State Medical Society's view of this mandate? Uh, is this something uh, necessary here in Illinois? Well, I think it's an important aspect. Now, that being said, I think uh, recent uh, surveys, about 96% plus of the physicians have taken their shots and so on anyway. But I think in terms of healthcare providers, it's important that they are interacting with our patients and with the public in a safe, appropriate way. And so I think you know, the State Medical Society would certainly uh, back that up and agree with that uh, concept. Uh, then the governor uh, decided, I think, another two weeks they have put that uh, forward for that to happen, uh, just to give everybody time to get things together and, and to get that accomplished. And so that was probably a good move. But overall, I think the State Medical Society is certainly uh, supportive of that concept of that healthcare providers, and hopefully the whole state, all of our, our friends, relatives, our patients, and so on, that everyone gets protected from this. But certainly the healthcare providers and, and, uh, and physicians uh, need to, to have those shots. And indeed, at least the physicians, I know the statistics on that, uh, the huge, huge majority of them have already done so. Doctor, as we, we talk about the, the benefits of vaccination, and we know that those who are vaccinated are less likely to become seriously ill, at least with COVID, uh, there's been some talk, uh, at least in some circles, about maybe we should uh, change how we triage patients, put unvaccinated people more toward the back of the line so that uh, their decision not to get the vaccine uh, doesn't take beds away from others who are also in need of those services. Has that been in any way discussed or even contemplated? Plated here in Illinois? I don't think, uh, at least that I'm aware of and in the organizations with which I'm a part of uh, or through the State Medical Society, I don't think that has been a major issue. I think we have been confronting this with trying to take care of those folks who need to have appropriate care, while all along at the same time promoting uh, uh, the getting of the shots of the vaccinations, trying to get that word out there. But for those people who have not done that, which is unfortunate from my perspective, but we're still not uh, putting them in line in a different spot. You know, we're taking care of sick people as they need to be taken care of. And I suspect that we will continue doing that uh, throughout you know, all of Illinois here at this time. We're talking with Dr. Regan Thomas, the president of the Illinois State Medical Society. And doctor, we do want to talk on some of the uh, pieces of legislation that have been signed into law this summer by Governor J.B. Pritzker. One that I know is going to get a lot of people's attention. It's called the Prior Authorization Reform Act. And if you've ever sat on hold with an insurance company uh, or waited <laughs> in, interminably trying to get some approval for some procedure that you need, uh, anything that suggests we're going to reform that system is going to be welcome news indeed. What changes does this legislation make? Yeah, it's a very important area. You know, it sounds very 
sort of legislative, you know, prior authorization and so on. And it was House Bill 711, if people follow that. But the, the spinoff of it is really very important. Basically, what this is, is that if your physician decides that you need a treatment and then you check with your uh, your your facilities and so on that uh, in your insurance companies, uh, people were having their treatment turned down by the insurance company or just authorizing it, waiting for that to be authorized, that, yes, we will cover that, was taking days, even weeks at a time. This new bill that came through and that the Illinois State Medical Society uh, supported very actively, our legislators on both sides of the aisle saw the need for that, and it passed unanimously in both the House and the Senate. And then just a couple weeks ago now, uh, Governor Pritzker signed it into law, and it will go into effect uh, actually, January 1 will be the official time it goes to in effect. And this is a big win for the patients of Illinois. You hate to be in a spot where your doctor says you need to have a treatment, and then you're waiting weeks at a time. Your health may be continuing to deteriorate. The other interesting aspect of it is that sometimes it was separated out if it was a surgical area, and for me as a surgeon paying attention to that, where it would, might get approved for the surgical procedure, but then the anesthesia had to go through prior authorization. You're waiting to get approval for anesthesia for the operation to be done. So that has been taken away now. And then finally, and very importantly, often the people making those decisions of will it be denied or will it be approved by the insurance company were employees or individuals who were not trained in the areas of medicine that they were uh, evaluating. Uh, I can tell you in my own situation, uh, there's something that uh, is called an Ehler-Batten graft, which is basically reinforcing with cartilage people whose, whose noses are collapsing and keeps them from breathing, particularly in their sleep and so on at nighttime. Uh, <clears throat> I had two people where that was turned down by their insurance individuals saying that was a cosmetic procedure and we had to fight with them luckily both of those individuals got to eventually have their surgery it was something that had to do with their breathing and health not a cosmetic thing but those are the kinds of things that were happening in multiple specialties so that's done away with now now the people making those decisions by law have to have experience and expertise in the area that uh, they're where they're making that decision and finally just to say again rather than waiting days and weeks for urgent medical uh, services, decisions by law now will need to be made within 48 hours. Uh, for less urgent, more elective sorts of things that need to be done uh, within five calendar days, not five weeks uh, anymore. So very important, and we are so pleased that the legislator, uh, legislators understood this and indeed that our governor uh, signed it into action just right away. Where This will be a, a major positive aspect for all of us in the state, uh, all of our, our patients uh, here in Illinois. Yeah, just the idea of these decisions being made on a medical basis rather than to satisfy the bean counters will be uh, light years forward <laughs> yes. for us here in Illinois. Uh, another piece of exactly legislation, right. and this also relates to uh, insurance coverage, and it has to do with telehealth. A lot of us got a lot more familiar with that over the last 18 months. I had my first telehealth appointment last year, and, and it was great. It was very convenient. It was fast. I got what I needed uh, immediately and never had to leave my house, which was great because I wasn't feeling good. Uh, and we we will hopefully be seeing more use of this even after the pandemic is behind us. So what has uh, happened in terms of legislation to facilitate that? 
Well, and you are exactly right. It really isn't telehealth. It's just fascinating. Brings us into with our healthcare into the modern world. And for those of you who aren't quite sure about telehealth, it means that from digital purposes, from your laptop and so on, that you can call in and be seen on your computer with your uh, healthcare providers on their computer and and uh, be able to see each other by telehealth or cell phone, that sort of thing, rather than being physically present uh, there. Certainly, there are situations where you need to be physically present. It doesn't always work for everything, but for many aspects of medical care and interacting with your physician, telehealth is very important. So before COVID, if there's any good side of COVID, maybe that it helped promote this telehealth uh, use. Uh, before that, there wasn't much of that going on, particularly in Illinois. Uh, the Illinois State Medical Society had been advocating its use and, and coverage and payment by the insurance companies for some time, but it had not uh, done that. But now it's really being very accelerated and more and more are happening. Uh, it turned out that uh, most insurers at one point until recently didn't cover patient encounters by telehealth. Now, with our new laws, they are covered as though they were there present in the doctor's office. Uh, the governor, uh, to his credit, took early uh, executive action, uh, suspending some of the rules that were thwarting the use of telemedicine to get it up and going really for the rationale of uh, uh, talking to your physicians about COVID and, and so on. But now that has gone on and uh, we've gone from really almost overnight very limited use of telemedicine to millions, literally, of patient-physician encounters uh, occurring digitally. And it's been a great success. I know many of the doctors that I've talked with uh, weren't sure if it would work in their practice and found out that it is indeed a very helpful tool. And although there were some growing pains, uh, you know, we've really come to uh, embrace it uh, in terms of for our patients. So I'd like to say it's not appropriate for everything, but for many things it's very applicable and, and a good thing to be using. And uh, the, the new law allows for that. So it basically says that uh, it's going to be permanent that telehealth uh, medical payment parity uh, will be there and uh, be covering you just as though you were there in person if you and your physician think that's appropriate. You also still have your preference. You, you may not want to do telehealth, and you're not required to, so you can say that you need to be seen in person. But for those situations where that's not appropriate, not convenient, uh, where your physicians and, and healthcare providers are not recommending it, we have this new entity available to us, and it does get covered by by insurance. Uh, it's, there's some differences in terms of Medicaid. Uh, Medicaid already had some regulatory rules uh, for that, uh, but it's uh, our belief that uh, all the rules are going to be uh, ensuring continuation of telehealth uh, here for Medicaid uh, recipients uh, here coming up. Doctor, unfortunately, we are out of time, but before we go, if you can just give us a, a quick PSA to remind everybody that even though we're still in a pandemic and even though we are seeing some of these increased caseloads with hospital strain on doctors, people still need to take care of the basics of their own health and make sure they're getting regular checkups, regular screenings, et cetera. Well, that is absolutely true. Some of those things, perhaps, as we're saying, could be taken care of by telehealth. But you need to continue with your overall health. And so don't forget, we talk a lot now about, about the COVID vaccination and so on, but don't forget to continue your other vaccinations and your other appropriate health care shots and checkups. That doesn't go away. 
the doctor's offices are safe. And like I was saying, more than 96% of our doctors and their staffs have been protected by COVID now. It's a safe place to go. So don't give up on your overall health care. Get your physical exam, your endoscopies, you know, all of those things that we should be doing anyway, even in the face of COVID. Don't forget that and get those shots and vaccinations uh, and uh, be safe and indeed be healthy. Dr. Regan Thomas is the president of the Illinois State Medical Society. Doctor, thank you so much. Uh, Enjoy your Labor Day weekend, and we hope to talk again soon. Thank you, Jim. I really appreciate it.